0: Year, and that lets you save who cares true form life green look <laughs>
1: Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. How can you follow along to what we're up to? We have a True Form Facebook page. Go ahead and like us there. You can follow me and find me at Drew Taddy at Twitter. Be sure to check out trueformlife.com. And we also have a relatively newer website where you can find our Complete Truth Protein Powder and Recipe Book at completetruthprotein.co. What do we have in store for you today? Today, we're talking about machines versus body weight in the gym, and we're talking about expanding your scope of success. All that and so much more coming up on...
0: This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Forms, Drew Taddea, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM.
1: Success in any field is what people are after. It's the end accomplishment we strive for. How often do you hear someone say, I'm not interested in the end result. I'm doing this for the journey. (laughs) I work with people that are trying to achieve and or make a change in everyday life. And I'm always looking for small details as to how someone finds success in reaching their end results or goals, if you will. This is continual research, something I don't feel I'll stop looking for anytime soon because this is useful information in all walks of life. As I said at the beginning, everyone is trying to achieve at something. And of course, there's a path to success. If you find a proven path, it can be repeated. Rarely exactly, but if you have the basics and stick to a proven plan, you'll find what you're looking for. You'll see this proven in franchises every time you drive by one. Finances, unfortunately, are one of the first things that keep a person interested in something they're after. I know most people say it's not about the money. They say, I want to do this for me. Or money's just paper. It doesn't drive me. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to disagree with each one of these statements. I've proven this time and again when I offer free fitness classes. Very few people show up, if any. (laughs) Seriously, I know this may be hard to believe, but it's a fact. The same goes for something that's free, repeated. So if I say something like, this class is free, and the next one will be free also. There's no accountability here, which I'll get to in a second. Another method of payment I've proven to be ineffective for both parties is a drop-in fee. Many times people ask me if I take drop-ins. The answer is no. Not because I'm trying to make things as difficult as possible. I do this because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me because you never know of people who show up. Dropping in once in a while. And it doesn't work for the paying customer because, again, there's no accountability. If someone doesn't feel like going that day, they won't. If they didn't pay and feel unmotivated, they have no reason to go. If they don't sign up in advance, there's no clear commitment to me, the classes, or themselves. And although this may sound like a marketing scheme, it's not the case at all. I run classes because I enjoy them and because they offer results people are after. If there was no positive aspect besides financial gain on my end, I wouldn't run the classes. And the last point concerning finances, I get the direct answer when I ask a client, class member, or friend how they're able to follow through with what they set out to accomplish. And one of the answers every time is, after I sign up and pay money, I'm in for the duration. Most people hold money pretty high up on the scale, and they should. We work hard for our money, so why wouldn't we want to get our money's worth? And why would we want to get cheated or lose out on what we purchased? the answer is simple we don't which is why it's a major contributing factor to the scope of success so again fees or in this case any kind of money is a very strong motivator in widening the scope of success go ahead and check out any research on money bets it doesn't matter if someone's wealthy or not you'll see a large increase in success when as little as fifty dollars is on the line accountability is the next major factor some people need someone to answer to and that's all there is to it there's nothing wrong with this it's just how people are think about it when we go to school we have a teacher or principal to be accountable for. When we have a job, which most of us do, we have a boss to be accountable to. This accountability is ingrained in us since preschool. We're taught to listen and respect authority figures. On top of that, we have our parents, who at least when we were kids, we were accountable to. <laughs> I suppose some grown adults are still accountable to their parents, but that's another subject. So why is this any different when we walk into a new realm or a new area of life? Well, it really isn't, which is what I'm trying to get across. This accountability to someone else is very important in reaching or widening our scope of success. If you want to get a better grasp of your finances, you can't stop spending your money, or you're a shopaholic, you can hire someone to take care of your finances. You can hire a life coach, or you can have a banker set up automatic withdrawals, which of course would require less accountability. But nonetheless, if we're talking about money, there's someone to be accountable to also. If we're talking about health and fitness, and we can't stay on track, why not hire someone to do that for you? That's what they're there for can't find the motivation to get out of bed, can't make yourself go to a fitness class or go to the gym, then hire someone who will meet you there and who will expect you to be there when you book an appointment. Most people show up to their appointments, which is why I always recommend when making time for ourselves to book an hour off in your calendar so you actually show up for yourself and don't blow off that workout. And the last subject we're going to talk about concerning widening your scope of success is progress or results, which go hand in hand with everything we just went over. We spend our hard-earned money on someone to be accountable to for what? Most of us need tangible results. We need clear progress. We need to know our efforts, our sweat, money, and sacrifices are paying off. If you're paying a marketing company to handle your advertising and promotions, you can bet whoever's paying the bill wants to see something in return. Is this any different in the health field? Of course not. If we're paying someone to help us lose weight, we better see the scale drop. And if we're paying someone to help us live a healthier lifestyle, it would be a good idea for us to start feeling better in the morning. There are many positives when talking about living healthier, starting to eat better, or exercise. Some of these aren't measurable, and some we don't even notice, like when we have more energy, or when we're in a better mood. I'd imagine those around us would know more than we would, but those of us paying and sacrificing still want to know. We still want to see clear results. The scale is rarely a good measure. In fact, more times than not, I recommend not weighing at all. So many factors come into play when weighing. It could be the time of day, the time of month, the type of scale, what we ate, what we're wearing. All these factors change what the scale says. These could change from one pound to five. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to lose that one pound. It's just not worth it. I highly recommend taking progress pictures. Most people shy away from these because not only do they not wanna see themselves, but they can't bear the thought of someone else seeing them in their worst state. Most times than not, those that refuse to take progress pictures say, I wish I took those pictures when we first started. And the last thing I'd recommend when trying to find a way to measure tangible results is a measuring tape. Measure across your chest, waist, which is the smallest part of your torso, hips, which is more so your butt, and measure your thigh. Use the same measuring tape all the time and try to use the same person to do the measuring, not yourself. Keeping these factors the same will give you a more accurate reading. So that's pretty much it. Look into these factors and you'll increase your scope of success tenfold. Remember, finances are important, progress and results, and we'll tie all that up with accountability to someone other than yourself. Good luck in every aspect of widening your scope of success. There used to be an argument in the gym and in magazines that talked about free weights over machines. Which works better? Which is more effective? Which will give you more results? Who likes what? The questions go on. As the fitness world evolved and continues to, there's a new mindset. There's a different approach along with different results. In this segment, I'm going to talk about why machines are played out and the benefits of body weight exercises. I'll also go over why machines can be of use, but for the most part, machines aren't getting much credit in the next few minutes. It puzzles me when I see certain people using machines. For the most part, I'm puzzled when anyone uses machines, but I suppose it's not their fault. I'll get to that in a second. Machines can be used for good, but they shouldn't be used frequently. If a person needs the support of a machine for whatever reason, this might be a good idea. Like if they need a slow, controlled movement, maybe for rehab, or maybe, well... That's actually all I can think of. The real reason people use machines is because they think they're supposed to. That's what we picture when we think of a gym, isn't it? We think of a lat pull-down machine. We think of a hamstring curl or a leg press maybe. I'd like to make it clear. I'm not talking about cardio machines here. I'm not talking about treadmills or ellipticals or stair climbers. I'm talking about those old machines bodybuilders used to clang around weights in the old days. Bodybuilders still use them. And that's exactly what they're for. For bodybuilders. These machines were meant for a couple different things. Number one, to isolate a muscle group. And number two, to stack on a bunch of weight with the goal of gaining mass. Now for the most part, and I do stress, for the most part, the average person isn't looking to isolate a muscle. Nor are they looking to gain a bunch of mass. Therefore, these machines don't have much use. I understand that targeted gyms used to be, and still is in part, those men that want to get huge muscles and walk around in tank tops. But I can't say that's the case anymore. More people are looking to live a healthier lifestyle. More people are joining classes, exercising outside, or performing functional exercises that we use in everyday life. Why would a beginner start using machines? I have no idea. Why would a trainer use machines on their clients? There's not a whole lot of reasons other than they're trying to target a specific area, or they need a change from regular routines. Other than that, there's a whole lot more benefit out of performing multifunctional exercises. What is a multifunctional exercise? Let's take a bicep curl for example. And label it under the old school section. What this exercise does is is isolate the bicep. And that's about it. The sole purpose of this bicep curl is to work out the bicep. Now let's take a multifunctional exercise. How about a squat curl press? You can grab dumbbells, a weighted medicine ball, or even a BOSU ball. doesn't much matter what prop you use. What you're going to do is hold whichever prop you decide in your hands. Then you're going to squat, curl the prop up, And when you rise up from your squat position, you're going to press the prop over your head. Let's go through what this is actually doing. With the squat, we're working out our quads, hamstrings, and glutes. Then when we curl, we're working out our bicep. Then when we press the prop over our head, we're working out our shoulders and core. So as you can see, this is a multifunctional exercise. Not only are we working out multiple muscles in this one exercise, but it's functional because this is something we could benefit from in everyday life. Think about picking up a box and putting it on a shelf. Think about lifting your child up while playing or taking something down that's located higher up in an area. As you can tell, I highly recommend the multifunctional exercises for many reasons, especially because it's more efficient and more effective. I hate to sound like I'm knocking machines, but the fact of the matter is, machines are the old mindset. They don't need to be used, especially not nearly as often as they are. There are plenty of studios nowadays that don't even have machines. The same goes for the exercises used. Unless you want a big chest to impress the ladies, when is a bench press going to come in handy in your life? When is four reps with as much weight as you can handle going to be useful? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a goal to get huge muscles. What I'm saying is that there's everything wrong with lifting like that if this isn't your goal. But because those machines are there, and the industry is flooded with bodybuilders who grew up with that mindset, not only does the average person think they'll need to exercise like this, but trainers are still training like that too. If you're new to a gym or have been going for a while, and are still doing the same thing over and over again? If you're still headed to the machines after you warm up, you might want to talk to someone different. You might want to do some research of your own, and you might want to consider changing things up. Think about it. If you can work your core, triceps, chest, and shoulders with a push-up, why are you heading straight for the bench press machine? It's possible to get twice the workout in half the time if you know what you're looking to do. We don't need to sit in the gym for hours anymore. We don't need to book a couple hours off or bring a suitcase like we're moving in. All we need to do is a little research. We have to be willing to change our mindset and switch up that old routine. Once you figure out it's body weight over machines, it's going to open up a whole new world for you. Exploring Mind and
0: Body with True Form's Drew Taddea would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. Lens Chiropractic, AG Foods in Didsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Taddea, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com.
1: In a previous show, we talked about slow digesting carbs or complex carbs and the benefits of them. In which I said, in the next show, we'll talk about quick digesting carbs. So let's say a few words about that. First of all, so we're all on the same page, there are two different types of carbohydrates. One is called complex, which is slow digesting. And the other one in which we'll talk about today is called simple carbs or quick digesting carbs. It's important to know carbs are extremely important when it comes to energy levels, weight loss, performance in the gym or on the field. No more important than some of the other nutrients we consume like protein or the building blocks of the muscles we build, but we'll get into that at another time. Depending on who you talk to, it's a very in-depth process of how carbs are broken down and utilized by our bodies. Maybe we can get a nutritionist to talk on the show one day, but as for now, I personally think simply, inefficiently. So that's how I'm going to explain this topic. As simple as possible, quick carbs get to our muscles at a faster rate. If there's fiber at all, it's usually very little which means the fiber is not slowing the digestion processing rate. This is exactly what we want right after a workout, which is the ideal time to consume these types of food. I'll explain these shortly. Now, what we've done to our bodies during a workout is break down our muscles. We've made them weaker. We've made them sore. We've caused lactic acid to build up. And for the most part, our body's in a whole lot of pain. Here's the cool part. Our bodies are amazing specimens, which is truly why I believe we should treat them with more respect than we do. But that's another subject. It's time for our body's defense mechanisms to cut in. What we've done is made our bodies weaker. And with any injury, cut, or sickness, our body's going to try to heal itself. As good as our bodies can be at healing themselves without medication, mind you, we can help increase the rate of healing and growth with the proper foods at the right times. Enter quick carbs. Why are quick carbs so important after a workout? The answer is because after we've broken down our muscle, we need to replenish and heal as quickly as possible. We have about a half-hour window, possibly an hour, where it will be essential to the growth and repair of our body to consume these foods. I like to think of our bodies as a sponge. During workout, we sweat. We might dehydrate a little, which is why we need to hydrate before, during, and after workouts. We break down muscle and lose valuable nutrients. I visualize our bodies opening up. We feel inflated, maybe a little lighter. And now it's time to fuel our bodies with all the nutrients it needs to heal, to grow, and sculpt in the most efficient way possible. Remember, I wouldn't recommend these foods very often or at any other time of the day besides after a workout. The loophole is possibly breakfast if you have a very clean diet, but we'll stay away from that information right now. I can tell you for a fact, if these foods I'm about to list are abused, negative effects such as body fat increase will occur. The list of quick digesting carbs include those that are white in color. That's right, the exact carbs we're told to stay away from on a daily basis. Once again, if these foods are consumed at the right time of day, they can actually benefit us. We're talking about white rice, white pasta, white bread. This is a hard one for me to recommend at all. If you're gonna use this option, please do so sparingly. White potato and rice krispies, if you can believe. This is great in the post-workout shake. This is a list of quick digesting carbs that's gonna go straight to your muscles without anything getting in the way of absorption. Be sure to use these carbs within an hour after workout. By all means, stay away from them the rest of the day. We can talk about loopholes or other times these could be okay to take. To keep things simple for now, slow carbs throughout the day, quick carbs right after a workout. All right, that's all we have for you this evening. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place. We have a special guest for you. Rosina Ahmad has been on my True Lifestyle Detox. This is a brand new book that's coming out and she's going to talk all about it. She's been losing inches. She's been feeling great. So be sure to tune in next week. As always, I'm True Forms Drew Taddeo, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to
0: Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Form's Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915.